Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Well, if you have your Bibles, we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Well, if you weren't here last week, uh, verse 1, 1 Corinthians 12, if you have your Bibles open, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. So, Paul tells the church there at Corinth, as he's writing this letter to them, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. Now, um, he tells us that people are different, and people have different gifts, and uh, God gives us spiritual gifts for a particular purpose. And and I think it's important, look at verse 7, it says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of who? For all, right? So he tells us that everyone has a gift, and the purpose of the gift is, is for the profit of all. And he's speaking about the body of Christ. Now, we learned that each person has at least one spiritual gift. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As each one received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So we should seek to use the gifts that God's given us uh, to edify the body of Christ, right, and to uh, glorify the Lord. Now, Paul is giving us nine different spiritual gifts here in Corinthians, but Uh, This is not the complete list in the Bible. Uh, In Romans chapter 12, there's a list. In Ephesians chapter 4, there's a list. Now, uh, you know, some commentators have put them together and kind of categorized the spiritual gifts. Uh, One category being spiritual gifts, which would be prophecy, teaching, exhortation, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and evangelism. And then serving gifts, which would be leadership, administration, ministry, showing mercy, faith, discernment, healing, helps, giving, and hospitality. So last Wednesday, we looked at word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gift of faith, gift of healings, and working of miracles. So if you were not here last week, then you can get a CD from the message last week. But we're going to pick it up today in verse 10, uh, as we didn't make the way uh, all the way through uh, the chapter last week. So he says, to another prophecy. So he's He's kind of going through these things. Now, prophecy uh, is men or women speaking forth the Word of God through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, it can be predictive, and some people think of prophecy as just being, you know, Old Testament prophecy predictive, but it's not exclusively predictive. It can just mean speaking forth the Word of God, and uh, it isn't always foretelling the future. It can be just speaking the Word of God. In fact, We're going to read in 1 Corinthians 14 in a couple weeks, verse 3, where it says, But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Now, when you when you think about what does that mean, that that if you if you prophesy, you're speaking edification and exhortation. Well, edification is uh, the purpose of prophecy. Edification means to build up, right? It means to build up others. And so uh, to build you up in your spiritual life, then uh, exhortation is to spur us on to action, so to, to get us going. So if a person 
uh, is, has the gift of prophecy, then they're building people up, speaking words that encourage people to get going. And then notice it says uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, 3, edification, exhortation, and comfort. So, uh, you know, comfort, so as a person's going through trials or difficulty, you know, speaking the word of God encourages people through hardships, knowing that God is going to see us through, that God is going to help us, God's going to, you know, provide whatever we need to make it through this situation. And so, um, so prophecy is not just predictive, right? Even though, uh, you know, that is a real thing. Those of you who are here with us as we uh, are going through the Bible, we know in the book of Revelation, a lot of predictive things there, prophetic words. And even as we're going through the Old Testament, you know, a lot of prophecies that have uh, come to uh, pass that we've looked at already. Um, but one thing that is important to understand if you watch Christian TV, I'm curious, how many of you watch Christian TV uh, once a day? Raise your hand. All right, two. How many of you watch it once a week? How many once a month? How many of you never watch Christian TV? Like, I take break for years at a time. But anyway, if you watch Christian TV, sometimes when you look at these spiritual gifts, they sort of make it out that some gifts are more important than others. But Paul's point, if you were here on Sunday, if you were here last Wednesday, is that, hey, every gift is important. So prophecy, that, that's important. And he says, to another, the discerning of spirits. Now, this doesn't mean that a person has a judgmental spirit, right? Some people have a critical spirit. They're hypercritical and judgmental about everyone at church and everything at church, and, and that's not what this is talking about. Discerning of spirits is a supernatural revelation from God concerning what spirit is operating in a, a given situation. What is the motivation behind what's going on, right? And it's not always easy to discern that. And, uh, but we have an example in Acts chapter 16. Remember when the apostle Paul was on a missionary journey. He's preaching the gospel, teaching God's word. And it says, now it happened as they went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her master's much profit by fortune telling. And this girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Now, if you had someone following you around as you were preaching the gospel and this person saying, these are servants of the Most High God proclaiming the way of salvation. Now, would you think she's possessed? You wouldn't, right? You'd think, oh, she's with us, right? But then verse 18, uh, and she did this for many days. But Paul was greatly annoyed and turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her that very hour. And when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And we know that then they, they put him in jail, right? And so... How did Paul know that this girl that was speaking good things about him was possessed? Well, uh, obviously, he had uh, this gift of discerning spirits, right? And so God gave Paul a supernatural discernment to tell what was going on. Now, this is a supernatural thing. Some people obviously don't have it, and it's important. I remember listening to, uh, have you guys ever heard of Walter Martin? He was like the first Bible answer man. You know, now there's CSN. You know, Mike Kessler's on CSN, and he's doing answering Bible questions all day. Um, but before CSN and Mike Kessler was Walter Martin, and he was the Bible answer man. And he was telling this uh, situation about how this woman had taught Sunday school in this church for, and I don't remember how many, it was a lot of years. It was like 10 years or something. And then one day, someone in the church said something was wrong with her, and she was demon-possessed, right? And so, uh, and his point was, how could she teach Sunday school for 10 years and be demon-possessed? But I don't know. But, right, 
So it is a supernatural discerning. It's not just a critical spirit. I mean, uh, that can be a carnal thing of the flesh. And then he goes on and says, verse 10, to another, different kinds of tongues, and to another, interpretation of tongues. Now, this is probably the most controversial gift. I don't know why. Uh, somehow it gets to be kind of twisted up. But uh, in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, the word tongues there in the Greek is glossia, which it means unknown language. It was unknown to the person who was speaking. So it's very interesting that uh, it was unknown to them. They were speaking, uh, they didn't understand what they were saying, but those people that were from all around the world who came there for the Feast of Pentecost, they understood what they were saying. They were speaking in other languages. And so they said, hey, these people are Galileans. How are they speaking in our language? In Acts 2.5, it says, and... Uh, there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, from every nation under heaven. And uh, when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in their own language. So, uh, you know, that word, you know, in the Greek, their language is uh, dialectos, where we get the word dialect. So, so they were amazed that they could understand what these guys were saying, but the people who were speaking it didn't understand what they were saying. So uh, they said, hey, they're Galileans. Now, in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, it says, For he who speaks in a tongue uh, does not speak to men but to God. Now, so this is important to understand when you think about gift of tongues, prayer language, whatever people call it. Uh, For no one understands him, however, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. So in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, it says, When a person speaks in tongues, it says, He does not speak to men but to God. So if you're at a church service and someone speaks in tongues and someone interprets and someone, you know, makes the interpretation to be, oh, my people, you all are going to give $1,000 tonight. Well, is that to God or is that to man? That's to man, right? Now, it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, that when you speak in a tongue, and if that were glossa, right, in, uh, in the Greek, and it says to God. So it's a prayer to God. And that's why people call it a prayer language, right? Because you're speaking to God. Now, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ideas about this gift of tongues and uh, in first corinthians 14 4 it says he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself so it's a prayer language to god and it edifies yourself now i suppose if the pastor has an interpretation he says everybody's going to give a thousand dollars a night that is going to edify himself i mean his wallet but that's not what it's talking about right uh it's talking about like a prayer language where you're praying And, and so uh when you think about this some churches overemphasize it as being the most important gift. But what is Paul saying in this whole chapter? He's saying they're all important, right? He gives this illustration of the body. Verse uh, 18 of 1 Corinthians 14, he says, when he talks about speaking in tongues, he says, I thank God I speak with tongues more than all of you. <clears throat> Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding than uh, that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. Now, if I were to ask you, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18 and 19, does it sound like Paul's saying that the gift of tongues is the most important gift? When he says, I'd rather speak five words in, you know, uh, understandable words than 10,000 of speaking tongues. Now, in other words, Paul's saying that, you know, when people understand what you're saying, you can edify the body of Christ. But when you're praying in, you know, the gift of tongues, you're praying to God to edify yourself. 
In, in verse 26 of 1 Corinthians 14, he goes on to say, How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each one of you has a psalm and has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. So it's for, you know, edifying the church. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at most three each in turn, and let one interpret. So he's saying one at a time, not on top of each other, and then somebody interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. So he's saying, you know, there needs to be order. And if a couple people speak in tongues and no one interprets, then, then they need to stop. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will